this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only dr contessa hi how are you what is going on tell me everything how's life in atlanta today everything is beautiful just like the sun is shining but family is great god is great business is doing wonderful and so happy that our show is coming back on july the 10th i yay, mean married yay married to medicine i mean did you <laughs> think when you joined all these seasons ago that you would be here season nine <laughs> i didn't I think I mean I literally just like put my head down and like dove in I had no idea what was going to happen um I didn't know I mean I felt like you know I always tease I'm Michelle and Destiny's child like I'm late to the you know I'm like not an original cast member but I'm happy to be here you know <laughs> and I'm doing my best to like give it 100% every single time I'm up there so that's what I that's me well, listen, honey, if you have to be anyone from Destiny's Child, like that ain't a bad thing now, is it? That's not, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's my girl. And I'm happy to be here. And that's kind of how I approached it. Like, you know, if I can bring like an authentic voice to the show and I can offer something different than what other the other wonderful women are given, then I'm I'm all in, you know, as long as I get to be myself, I'm happy. <laughs> how is this season, season nine different for you? 
oh man, I think season nine was tough. Like I'm a girl's girl, right? And I've always, I mean, I was in the Miss Missouri pageant. I was Miss Congeniality. I was homecoming queen. You know, I just have always gotten along really, really well with women. And I'm a like a cheerleader, like a natural cheerleader. And so conflict, if you've seen like the previews or even like, you know, episode one, it was just tough. I was really like kind of racking my brain you know, to figure out what it is I could do to kind of make our friendships and relationships better. But I also by, I still needed to like preserve myself. I needed to put on, you know, my own oxygen mask. And it was tough because some people are not great friends all the time. And so you, you know, it was just, it was tough to deal with because I just always give people like 1000%. And so when someone breaks my heart, I'm fully, my heart is fully broken. (laughs) So yeah. It's like you said, like season, I mean, episode one, like right out of the gate, we are starting strong this season yeah. nine. I mean, the last time we saw you personally, like, you know, in New York at the reunion, we, we'll, we'll say New York because that's how we'd like to refer to it. Yes. So last time we saw you in New York, I mean, you know, we, we learned, you know, your marriage was going through some troubles and we even learned in the first episode, you know, it really went there. Like you talk about, you know, you were on the verge of divorce and selling your house and you know, how does one come back from that? Yeah, so we we engaged a counselor and one thing that they recommended was, you know, he was wonderful and he still is wonderful. He recommended, you know, to put things on pause, right? Let's just give it a second. Like we honestly could say that we had not really given marriage counseling 100% because my husband, of course, stopped quitting. He always quit every time. He never would continue in the therapy. And it's not all his fault. And that was another thing that the therapist kind of was saying. Um, I know for me, one of my, you know, horrible things, I have a laser tongue. I would, you know, like a serpent use that divorce word all the time, you know, cause I was a strong woman and I'm independent and I don't need you. And so that sometimes can come across is like, you're not fully committed. And I needed to learn how to like, really show that like I'm here you know, even when things get tough, I'm here and I'm willing to work through it. And so that really did help to both make both of us, not just him, me too, more vulnerable. Like, so we both had to start giving and just committed to like, you know, let's put this on pause for a year and let's see if we're better. And I'll tell you, it hasn't even been a year and we're better. We're a hundred thousand percent better. Wow. Is that why it was different this time? Cause like we've seen you, you know, no shade. Like we've seen you guys go through counseling before in the past on previous seasons. Is that, was that really the difference? I was done. I mean, I think it's sometimes hard to acknowledge what's right in front of you. I am always in my friend groups and things, the voice of reason, but it got to the point where it was like, you know, I'm trying to be reasonable and say, which sounds a little callous, we're so disconnected that we're starting to like resent each other. And let's just, for the sake of having a healthy divorce and co-parenting, we need to like move forward with just being divorced. Like, right. You live your life. I live my life. We can still be great parents. We're always going to be a family. And I think that's when he kind of took me seriously. And he was like, Oh, wait, wait, she's serious. Like (laughs) she's cool. She's okay with moving on. And I, I think I used it so many times in the past. He really didn't believe that anything in my head was, you know, I was just talking like that anything needed to change. But putting the house on the market in, for sure was an eye opening experience because, you know, I, it was a sign in the yard. And so he just, I think that really did shake him. 
Wow. How hard was it to like tell your kids? Cause I know, you know, the house is for sale. You have to sit your children down. <laughs> so, so they were shocked and they were, that was kind of one of the things they were like, you know, and we had to stop being dishonest a little bit with them too. Like, you know, it's not about the market is good and we need to move. Like we, you know, we don't have to move because we're probably, and that was my thing. I was like, we'll try to stay in the same neighborhood, but I, you know, I don't want anything to make this hard, right? Trying to hold on to the house, you hold as your house, my house. Like, I don't want to fight about anything. I was like, let's just dissolve all of our assets and like move forward. And the kids were probably um, really shaken in the sense of like, this is their normalcy. And what are you talking about? Like, this, you're making it seem like living in two houses and being separate and not being one unified family is going to be okay. And they really did not take it well. And more so, you know, my son, believe it or not, my son took it the worst. And he's wow. normally the one who's pretty zen and, and even kill. Wow. Wow. I mean, I think as the season goes on, you are going to hear from, you know, a lot of people in the positive note, you know, like a lot of people don't admit they go to therapy. They don't want to talk about therapy. I mean, I know yeah. we're in 2022, which it is, it's gotten a little better, but I just think you'll hear from a lot of people that are like, you know, thank you for sharing that because we too are going to therapy to try to fix our marriage. God bless you. Yeah. Do you attribute, you know, the show to either, you know, like a lot of couples come on TV and then it, it's either negative, like it affects your marriage or positive in the sense that you sit there and it is like a home movie and you watch and you say like, wow, look at that. Like, I didn't realize I spoke to you that way or vice. Like, do the show either like hinder your marriage or help it? I think it helped us, helped it in the sense of, again, you know, how do you deal with conflict? Are you like a denier and you don't actually deal with it? Or do you like address it head on? On reality television, they don't let you just like not deal with it. Right. right. And I think honestly, one of the things that would be probably true about our marriage, if, if we weren't on the show, we would have been divorced because we would not have actually dealt with what was real and even sought authentic, like, you know, help. Like we would have just been like, I'm good. You're good. I'm going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And keep it real superficial and surface. Like we're not happy as opposed to like figuring out the fundamental issues within kind of me and the fundamental issues that are in him. And then trying to empower our relationship by improving ourselves. Because honestly, even if we got divorced, we would have still been, my daughter, the little one is in third grade. So we're going to be tied together forever two birthday parties for each kid, two Christmases. That's awesome. I did not want to do any of that stuff. And so we needed to learn skills that were going to be healthy anyway. So um, we would have never done any of that had we not been on television and been forced to recognize how um, unhealthy our relationship was. Wow. So the show basically saved your marriage in the sense. In my opinion, I, in my opinion, we would have not dealt with anything if we hadn't been forced to and forced to in this sense of even when the show was on and we were going through it last season we didn't talk about it when we were filming right we just went into our corners or into our rooms and we just were like you know you know forget you forget you and that was it and then when we have to be together we have to be together but we didn't deal with the toxicity and then kind of like what was going to happen from there and for some people believe it or not 
And I know a lot of couples like this, they live like that. They live in disharmony and that is their norm. And then their kids grow up and they have this, you know, they don't have harmonious relationships and it's because of the patterns that they see. They think this is normal, but I think both of us were secretly craving connection, but we didn't know how to ask for it and didn't even understand it was okay to ask for it. Right. Cause we were financially doing okay. Our kids were healthy. We have job like what, the rest of that stuff like seems like fluff and it wasn't it was messing with our emotional and mental state and we needed to make a change seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s with new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs, joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. I know you guys love listening to my five-day-a-week celebrity interview podcast, but guess what? I found another podcast that interviews even bigger names and does so way more professionally than I do. Honestly, they do. Listen, it's called The Envelope. It's a celebrity guest podcast from the LA Times. That's right, LA Times, guys. And they cover award seasons in Hollywood and the entertainment industry. The first six episodes are available to binge now. That's right, right now. And let me tell you about these guests. I am so jealous. Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Jennifer Coolidge, 
David Harbour from Stranger Things, Jessica Biel. Oh, and they get so deep and in-depth with their interviews. They really go there. Listen, these six episodes kept me so happy. Six hours of pure bliss. So listen, download and listen to the latest episodes of The Envelope anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can thank me later. Happy listening. Wow. Well, I'm glad things are back on track for you and Dr. Scott. Now, we do see that's not how the whole season went. You and Heavenly, we you guys left yeah. <laughs> in a pretty decent place in New York. And now we find yeah. out right in the pile and she ghosted you and is saying you have a fake marriage and an abusive marriage. First of all, why is Heavenly so obsessed with your marriage? And I'm that, not on mute. I didn't stop. To, I, I'm literally that was when you are like sitting in silence and you're like, you know, because that's what had to happen for me. Like, I just was not listening every day actively to anyone directly. But when I sat in silence and then I went back and started like listening to what my friends were saying and to the, the messages, I had to address toxicity that was outside of a marriage as well. And I was confused. I was so confused. And more importantly, I was mortified that it wouldn't stop. Right. And it was so inconsistent for me with being a friend that I just had to like deal with it. And that's what you'll see this season. Um, and we also see that, you know, apparently you're not the only one that heavenly has things to, you know, say, I mean, when you did find out of just with yourself, you know, that all these things were being said, because you guys were on, on a track, like, what was the emotion? Like, were you hurt, sad, angry? Was it all of the emotions? All that. I was scared. First thing I was scared of like, like what because, you know, sometimes when you are with your friends, it's a little bit different from what what happens when you're like with a loved one. Like you're, you are, I was so scared that I was going to go outside of who I'm supposed to be as a person and not be clear about my message because really it was all about boundaries, right? It was all about respect. And it was not about like conflict. I'm not trying to control what someone says or does, but if you want to be in my world and I respect your life, I respect your decisions. I respect your relationships. I need reciprocity there. And I, I was all those things, but it was also like mourning. It was like a loss of someone who was close to me. And so it was, but it, but it wasn't my question to myself was, is this a necessary thing for me to move forward? And that's what you'll see this season. I can't wait to watch it as the season goes on. Do you take any solace in the fact that, you know, as we saw from the trailer, like she does say, you know, single quad needs a man and Toya needs a job and Jackie's marriage is also in trouble. I mean, it's not just you. Is there any solace in the fact that all these other people are targets as well? Not, you know, not only so, so actually, and I think so, someone alluded to like, there are some things that I try to do to make it not like that actually is my goal in life is always to like show like this is maybe I know I took it personally, but this is not I'm not the only person that you've done that to. And maybe I'm being hypersensitive, but should we maybe look at the way we're approaching how we're talking about our friends? And oh, by the way, if we turn the mirror around on you, would you be able to stand it? Right. Can you tolerate all those things? Because we all have vicious tongues. I mean, we can all do this, but we've chosen, you know, in the past when there was 
you know, questions and suspicions about her marriage. We went, uh, you know, there's different routes that all of us chose to take. And so it was just, I really wanted to stay in a place of like hurt and being clear about my feelings as opposed to anger, because when you're angry, you don't always you're not always clear in the message because the message is truly that this was my sister and this is my friend. And once I love somebody, I'll never not love them. However, just like your brothers and sisters, I mean, that doesn't mean you're not going to fight. <laughs> you're not going to maybe Kate enable it and fight to the death. So I hope and pray it doesn't get there. But in order for, you know, because I actually, I blocked out some of the things that happened this season because it was a lot. <laughs> so maybe when I'm watching, I'm going to be like, oh my God, did that happen? But yeah, it was tough. It was, it was tough going through it. And I think you guys are going to be entertained. <laughs> If the trailer and coming attractions and first episode or anything, I think we're going to be entertained as well. Yes. And we all know that we have this intervention coming up. And I imagine you don't just sit around and do interventions every day for your friends. No, no, we don't. No. <laughs> I, I Maybe we should, though. Maybe there's some friends we should. But yeah, we don't. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. I mean, what about, you know, we see Quad this season. She becomes yeah. a Monty. I mean, yeah. like you said, like, you're a mom, like. Did you give her any advice? What advice would you give her in raising this young boy? Oh my goodness. So I love Monty. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love the fact that she, you know, you don't always have to birth a child in order to raise that child. And honestly, there's so many children in this world. And I'm a big advocate of, you know, and not this has no, no relevance, of course, on Quad directly, but foster kids and kids who are adopted and finding a person whose heart is so open to say, I'm not going to be selfish and enjoy my single fun life and take on the responsibility of someone else. That just gave me a new level of respect for her. But one thing I try to do when it comes to parenting in particular, all three of my kids are different. So, you know, one thing that you have to do is just authentically listen to the kid and also make sure that you're still getting some time for yourself. And that's really all that I think we try to do for her because she's kind of been Monty. They haven't always shown it. She's very involved in Mason's life and she's always been. So now it's just a little bit more <laughs> direct one-on-one. -on -one. So I I'm just happy to see, I can't wait to see him at 18. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing this little boy grow up and what he's going to do with his life. Cause I know it's going to be amazing. That's amazing. What about, you know, we do have this rumor floating around that, you know, Quad is sleeping with her contractor. Oh, okay. There's a lot. That, <laughs> there are a lot of rumors. There are a lot. Yeah. Of I thought you meant which contractor. I'm like, is there something that I don't know that I should know? No, no. Okay. I'm going to say this, this season is riddled with rumors, but anyway, <laughs> it's, what, well, I mean, look, Quad is single. Like what dating advice would you give her? You know, you're married and like, yeah. what, what advice would you give her out there dating? Don't rush into marriage. <laughs> I'm sure she already knows that, but I mean, I think, you know, dating in it, I think dating is a skill and it's an art form and enjoying that. Right. We all kind of want to rush into a relationship, but then we get there. It's like, Good Lord, you know, you don't value, you always value what you don't have, but enjoying kind of getting to know that whole like aspect of yourself. Like, what do you like to do? And what's amazing about you? And what, how, what does another person do to bring value to your life? And what do you bring to theirs? Because then when you do get to a point where you're kind of locked down by one person, you don't feel like you're missing anything. 
But I think dating is a great opportunity just to enjoy the company of another person with no expectations. Even though you hope and pray that this is maybe going to go somewhere, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you just acquire a good friend or a traveling buddy or, you know, someone to go to, to games and stuff with. And that's, that's A-okay. So totally. just have fun. Yeah, that's- just have fun. That's really good advice. What about, you know, like if we were going to look at people like in Hollywood, people we know, like, who do you think like somebody famous would be like a good match for quad? That's a good question. So I really like Anthony Anderson. And the reason I are somebody on a comedic like front because quad is a word wizard and she's so witty. Um, I think you almost have to be a comedian or someone who also was equally witty, but also who can like, cause she can be a little serious at times. Like she's a lot of fun, but she also is very serious. Someone who can kind of offset that. And she had, she loves having fun and she loves entertaining and someone who's maybe like open like that. And of course just rich, like they have to be super uber rich. Like, I mean, we know that. Right. I think Anthony Anderson fits all those categories. I do. I do. He's settled and he's confident and he's strong and he's attractive. And I think so. Yeah. So just somebody like that and someone who's going to, you know, match her, match her, her, um, what do they say? Match her, her fly, match like, her fly. And after all those years on blackish, I would assume that he's rich. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. So, you know. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You guys know I work from home and because of that, I travel a lot and I'm never in one place for very long. And that's why when it came to my mental health, the only option I could see was Talkspace. Talkspace is kind of like having a therapist in your pocket. I personally, and you too, can reach out to your therapist or psychiatrist anytime from anywhere. And it just makes taking care of mental health so easy. When I'm away and I need to talk to my therapist, I just send a message from wherever, you know, I can work through things. It's so easy. You can sign up online and basically start therapy the same day you sign up. You can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist. So it's just easy. It's convenient. It's literally like you don't have to leave your home. And it's also, I mean, this is the greatest part, I think. Well, one of the greatest parts, it's affordable. It's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. Instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages 24 seven, they'll engage with you literally, you know, any day. So listen, as a listener of this podcast, you get a hundred dollars off your first month with Talkspace to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code velvet to get $100 off of your first month and show your support for the show, right? That's nice. That's velvet and Talkspace.com. Yeah, for sure. For sure. (laughs) That's, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. 
What about, you know, we do see also from coming attractions, like, you know, it seems like Toya's might be going through something in her marriage now. I mean, I think the rumor or what it seems like is real is like her marriage is having some troubles. Like, would you, did she turn to you for advice? Would you give her any advice or did she turn to you? Yeah, for sure. And that's, yeah, for sure. And honestly, that's what, you know, when people are kind of watching these shows and there's like, oh man, someone's having problems now. Well, we've been married a long time and for anyone who's been married, they'll tell you problems are the norm. And so it's always just, you know, people are always, even the ones who say they don't have problems, they're just not being authentic and transparent, but it's just kind of the season that they're in right now. And my only hope and prayer is that nobody, if you don't die on a roller coaster, unless you jump off, right. Just stay on it, just stay on the ride. And it's going to be so sweet. Cause I don't, I just feel like Toy and Eugene are equally yoked in their match for each other. I really do. They're, the, they're yin and yang. And so even though they, you've seen conflict with them, I think they are made for one another. So I hope and pray that they can weather this storm. Just ride the wave and don't jump off the roller coaster. That's literally it. Just stay on it. You know, just get through it. Just, just, just deal with it. Right. Just go to therapy. Keep on talking to each other. Don't shut each other down. Don't shut each other out. And just stay focused on the commitment that you made to each other. And I think honestly, and, and white out the noise. Don't listen to nobody else. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> like, don't listen to everybody's mess. Everybody gives you advice and they're all telling you different things. So listen to the professionals, but come to us for support and fun. How about that? I like that. What about, you know, we see Dr. Simone and Dr. Jackie. I mean, they're kind of in a good place now. You know, they're back on track. You know, do we, what do we think about this? Friends, frenemies, like, are they just so similar that they're just destined to be BFFs forever? I think, again, it's almost like they've transcended friendship and their sisters, right? And so sometimes you can have a rift in your relationship, but that the love is not lost. And I think they've gotten to like that steady state at this point where they get it. They need each other and each other's lives. And I don't think, to be honest, they ever want to miss each other again. So I think they've learned their lesson about having a true rift or even letting other people get into their relationship. And they're going to, they're going to be good. They're going to be good for life at this point. Right. They may, they still may disagree on some things, but they're going to always be friends. What about Ania? I mean, we know that she went through this home invasion. I mean, when it Mm -hmm. happened, I remember, and now we're going to see it. I mean, how scary is it to be, you know, involved, you know, with one of your castmates when something like that happens? Yeah. That's, I mean, it seems like that's the point. Like right now, this is a tough time, right? You know, it's hypervigilance is key. And I, I, I felt for her for sure. I felt for her when they went through that. And I just, you kind of like watch, you go on social media, you watch, you know, other shows like home evasions are the norm. It's a blessing that it's a property crime and no one was actually hurt. I mean, and that's kind of, you know, you just got to kind of start thinking about the pros and, and move forward. And what can you do in the, in the past, in the future to prevent it from happening again and you know we make sure that we you know we've learned a lot about that like not letting our guard down and not posting every time we go somewhere we're doing something and um just being safe I mean I was in the military so for me safety is paramount and I um so yeah so I saw that and it was tough but fortunately you know they've been able to move forward and keep it moving you know it is scary like right like Beverly Hills like I know Kyle and Dorit and like it's just it's scary that you don't think like we all post 
things where we are and it's not good. And it's tough. You don't even, you know, and it's, and you know, you just look at the world right now and it's just so much like, it's just, I don't know. Are you in LA? I'm in New York city. So okay, you're in, Oh my God. So yeah, it's, it's never stopped for you. Right. You always I mean, have to like check around your shoulder. You feel safe. Like, well, I mean, I'm in the Hamptons for the whole summer, but like when you're in your house in New York, you feel safe because oh, oh, you have a oh, dorm. Oh, Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Let's but... be clear. I'm in the Hamptons. I'm thinking. <laughs> no, but because no, but because of that, I mean, it's different. Nothing's really happening out here, but I'm used to a doorman and that you're not, but it is true. Like when you're in a house, you're like, this is a whole, so it does. And I have friends in LA and I know what's going on in LA. And I mean, a lot of Atlanta too, which it is scary. It's so tough. I mean, I, when I first moved to Atlanta, I actually lived in a neighborhood that was kind of on a border of two different cities. And so who are, I guess, is it more counties or I think it's more, maybe it's more counties who, what police would come if there was a home invasion we were right in that border where we were at a farther police department. And so the, you know, the bad guys knew that. And so in our neighborhood, there was someone kicking in doors and breaking in because they knew they had 13 minutes before a police officer would come 13 minutes. And that kind of stuff was scary because when I tell you it, it, the whole neighborhood pretty much had a for sale sign up like a year later, it was a brand new neighborhood because of that. And that's, it just really just, as hard as you're working to be good, sometimes people working equally hard to be bad. And it was just nuts. It was so scary. And I'm talking, we're talking eight o'clock in the morning, 730 in the morning. As soon as people would go off to work, their alarm would go off and someone would break in and they would just have trucks because they had all that, they had that much time. So Atlanta is, um, I don't want to scare anybody and make them think Atlanta is scary because it's not, but it is, you do have to have situational awareness. It's a big city. It's a super busy city. And right now people are living in poverty and they're suffering because of COVID and financially and, and people have taken drastic measures because of that. So it's scary. Yeah, yeah as, it is. As we wind down, no, it really is scary. As we wind down that last few questions, do you know any of the Real Housewives of Atlanta just being in Atlanta? I mean, are you, do, do you watch? I mean, the, this current For season sure. is on. Yeah, so the crazy thing is, I mean, I actually, my neighborhood, like Sheree and Kenya, um, and look, Phaedra doesn't, she's not on that one anymore, but we all are neighbors. So they're right around the corner for me. Um, of course, Cynthia, like who doesn't know Cynthia? Everyone knows her. Drew, no Drew. Um, Marlo, I mean, how can you not know Marlo? So yeah, and the only person I don't know, I've met her before, and of course, Candy, but I've met Sonia. Um, and I have always admired her career as an athlete and as a champion. So I'm just super impressed. I just think Atlanta in particular is full of black excellence. And it just makes me so proud to be here. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, which is also an amazing city. But when I got here and it was just like, oh wait, this is what you do and this is where you live. It was just mind blowing, you know, the level of success and, and wealth that was here. And I just am very happy to be a part of it because my children look at that and they think, you know, being successful is normal. And I love that. I love that. I love that. And I'm hoping and praying they aspire to it because they get in the heck up. They get up out of here at 18. I just want them to know my foot is in their back. They can't live here forever. <laughs> I, I so. think that's good. My parents were like, okay, here you go. And now, you know, go to school and that's it. You're not coming back. I think that's good. I think it's, it makes you successful. So I kind of agree with that. 
Yeah, for sure. So if you run out of like toilet paper or butter or you need like something, who are you going to go to? You're going to go to Sheree. You're going to go to Kenya. These are your neighbors. <laughs> like, oh, oh. <laughs> so the problem with these houses around here is there's these big yards and big gates. <laughs> so they would, if I went to them, I would say, you know, they would be like the closest person in proximity to me is actually Phaedra. Like she's like houses away from me. But um, but yeah, there's I would if I name drops, you know, like some people who live around here, I swear to goodness, like there are some big, big stars that live in my neighborhood. I'm the lowest man on the totem pole. I'm just a regular old doctor, <laughs> you know, but it's kind of cool. It's like that. We, I have so many people like you'll see them at the grocery store. You'll see them around. And it's so awesome. I just saw Phaedra at Costco like a couple of weeks ago. So <laughs> you got to love a run in with Phaedra. Yeah. So maybe she would be the one because we were at Costco. And so I know she has some. <laughs> She has plenty of toilet paper. <laughs> there you go. Finally, my last question, like, you know, how have you changed, you know, like you were on this show for five years, like, have you changed, like, not like in a negative way, just like, has this show changed you as a person? Like you're a doctor, you were in the military, you've been through so many things in your life that are not easy, medical school yeah. and the military, like, has this show changed you in any way? The only thing I would say, and I've even asked my friends this because it's very important for me not to change too much. I try to be, you know, I'm trying to be the same person I've been since I was like eight years old, you know, really like in a good way. And I'm still the same warm, personable person and down to earth, but I do pay attention now to the glam. Like I get, I don't go. I won't go on camera looking crazy or my, you know, I do my edges and I do my hair and, you know, I kind of do more self-care and pampering and I um, am more into like some of the, um, you know, the fluff stuff that I wasn't into in the past, you know, I'm pretty frugal in some ways. I mean, doesn't, I do have a Birkin, so it's not like I'm completely frugal, but I mean, it's, I'm not like a big flaunter of like wealth. And now though, I've spent some time and money on myself and my appearance. And I used to think that was superficial. I mean, of course, being a doctor, being in the military, but now I just actually feel, you feel good when you look good and there's nothing wrong with that. And I've kind of gotten to that place and I'm happy about that. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm worth and it. You are worth it. Listen, every, every girl deserves at least one Birkin, right? I mean, right. I mean, I, Garcelle said no last. She said she wants one, but I was like, you know, I just wanted one. And Scott got, actually Scott got for me, believe it or not. You know, he was listening. So. <laughs> See, you know, yeah. like, yes. When, when Garcelle said that, I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? I know, girl, not, you know, I had to pop that cherry. Like some things, and there are certain things like on the bucket list. Like that was it. Like, I don't have a lot of Birkins. I don't have a lot of role, like not name dropping stuff, but I was like things that I just kind of was like, that was out of my like right you know that that was something I could not have I needed to do that because it also you know like you have to be able to bless yourself when you what are you working for if you're not able to reward yourself a little bit so I'm the same way and (laughs) as we go and say goodbye what is harder medical school the military or hanging out with these women for five years who for sure the military for sure, the military. The military actually trained me for this. Like, this is easy breezy, lemon squeezy in comparison. I mean, that if I wasn't in the military, I swear I would have fallen long ago uh, amongst these women. But they trained me very well to be on a reality television show. <laughs> they trained me for war and reality television, which is pretty analogous. 
they're my like neck and neck. <laughs> I was going to say that with this job, that doesn't shock me, you know, that the military would prepare you for this. Absolutely. Well, listen, it's going to be an amazing season of Married to Medicine. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of it so far. I cannot wait to watch the whole thing. Like, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. You have to come back next season. Like, I've really thoroughly enjoyed this chat. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's an honor. Anytime. Don't work too hard. And thank you very much. And next time you go to the Hamptons, I need an invite. I have this, this <laughs> anytime you want. Okay. I'll be there tomorrow. See you later. <laughs> let, me, let me go prepare your room. Okay. And you're a doctor too. Like what better house guest do I want? I'm, I'm an excellent house guest. I'll even wash the sheets before I go. How about that? <laughs> done, done and done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.